Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hey, my name is Doc Washburn. I do the afternoon show at KARN, Mark's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas. And it's a real honor to fill in for the great one, especially on such an historic day. If you hadn't heard me fill in for Mark before, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I used to do a late-night talk radio on uh, Mark's affiliate there, WBT, uh, but now loving life in Little Rock. Now, to the matter at hand. No matter what Nancy Pelosi says, President Trump is acquitted of two unconstitutional articles of impeachment forever. And no matter what Pelosi, Schiff, Nadler, Schumer, or any of the Democrats in Congress say, there were 18 witnesses called by the Democrats in the House. The Republicans were not allowed to call any witnesses. And the Democrats also produced thousands of pages of documents in the House impeachment process. So when they try to tell you the Republican senators refused to allow witnesses or documents, they're lying to you. They had all the witnesses and documents they wanted in the House. They refused to... Um, they refused to try to subpoena any of the witnesses now they said they wanted in the Senate because they realized something. They realized that the witnesses would be pushing back, going to court, saying, hey, hey, wait a minute, I don't think this subpoena is legit. I don't think it's legal because the Constitution says the House has the power to impeach, not the Speaker of the House has the power to impeach, and they had... Uh, initially put a lot of the uh, subpoenas out there before the House had a vote. You know, just Nancy Pelosi saying, well, we're going to start an impeachment inquiry process. (laughs) So anyway, that all having been said, before I forget, the number to call in if you want to talk this evening, because a lot of people are feeling very emotional about what the Democrats in Congress have put this president through, about what the Democrats in Congress have put our Constitution through, about what the Democrats in Congress have put our country through. Lo, these three years, because they admitted the attempt to impeach started years ago. has nothing to do with the Ukraine phone call. Mitt Romney, call your office. Anyway, if you want to get into the conversation, the number to call is 877 877- 381-3811. All right, now, speaking of Mitt Romney, his behavior today was outrageous, and I'm going to refute point for point everything he said today. But first, Mark Levin, the great one himself, went on Facebook today to talk about Mitt and his outrageous behavior. And let me just put that front and center for you and tell you exactly what Mark said before we go to playing the audio from Mitt's little speech today. Mark Levin on Facebook said this, and I quote, 
Romney votes against Constitution with his vote today to remove a sitting president. The media and Democrats are quick to celebrate their only Republican vote. Some outlets seem to have known in advance. Imagine that. Endless softball interviews will follow. Romney believes history will judge him as a courageous lone voice. It won't. He'll be seen for what he is, a petty, self-promoting, never-Trumper who has contributed to the radical Democrats' assault on the Constitution. While he'll receive nonstop praise from the usual members of the unfree press, his vote is unprincipled despite his references to his faith. Shameful. There will be plenty of time to further elaborate in the days and weeks ahead. Unquote. Now that's what Mark Levin said on Facebook. So Mark will be back Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm just so honored to be here tonight. But since Romney did what he did today, I've got to talk about it too. And what we're going to do is play, I've, I've got to divide it up into in audio cuts, Mitt Romney's address to the United States Senate today, trying to justify voting against the president on one of the articles of impeachment. Now, again, the president is acquitted forever. Uh, the vote was um, 52 to 48 against, against convicting him on abuse of power and 53 to 47 against convicting him on obstruction of Congress. Even Romney couldn't vote to convict him on that one. So, anyway, um, let's, let's just roll right into it. If we have the cuts ready, uh, Mitt Romney, let's go uh, cut number 42, go. The Constitution is at the foundation of our republic's success, and we each strive not to lose sight of our promise to defend it. The Constitution established the vehicle of impeachment that has occupied both houses of our Congress these many days. We have labored to faithfully execute our responsibilities to it, we have arrived at different judgments, but I hope we respect each other's good faith. I'm sorry, Mitt. I'm sorry, Mitt. I can't do that. I don't think you're doing this in good faith. I think you're doing this because you are personally offended at some of the things that the president said to you and about you. That's it. And, and as we listen to the rest of Mitt Romney's diatribe today, I think that will become clear. I think it will become clear that he is merely trying to uh, uh, just retail Democrat talking points. All right, let's go with uh, cut 43. Go. The allegations made in the articles of impeachment are very serious. As a senator juror, I swore an oath before God to exercise impartial justice. I am profoundly religious. My faith is at the heart of who I am. Okay, and then he got choked up. Then he had to pause for a while because he's getting choked up. Amen. I'm sorry, pal. I'm sorry, pal, but I'm not buying it. And I'm going to tell you why. 
Unlike most normal people listening to the radio, I eat and breathe and sleep and drink this stuff 24-7, and I've been doing that for years. And I'm old enough to remember when Mitt Romney was running for president a few years back, and he was in Iowa being interviewed by a talk show host up there, a guy named Jan Mickelson, who was just uh, asking him about his change from being pro-choice to pro-life, which, you know, a lot of us were there at one point. I've been pro-life all my life, but I certainly know people who were pro-choice and then became pro-life. Well, the president's one of them, and, and he's explained it. But the talk show host who was having the interview with Mitt Romney said, here's what I don't understand. You're a devout Mormon, and the, the creed of your church, the statement of faith, or whatever you want to call it, says that abortion's just not an option. Uh, to be a, pro, uh, a Mormon is to be pro-life. So how could you have been you know, pro-choice at one point? Uh, you know, because you've always been a Mormon. And Ron, Romney got really upset with him, really hot under the collar, and was uh, defending the idea of being a member of his church and, and being uh, pro-choice or pro-life either way. And, you know, on the outside looking in, I'm just sitting there going, what you're saying doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, i got, I got to tell you something. At some point in our lives, you know, we're, we're all sinners. We all fall short of the grace of God. At some point in our lives, we've all rationalized, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, et cetera, et cetera. We've all done things we regret. But um, I think Mitt Romney did something today that he will come to regret. And I just, I just think it's a mistake to try to wrap his decision today to try to wrap his, his religion around his decision today. You know? I mean, no knock against Mormons or anything, but it just, I got a knock against uh, Mitt Romney. All right, let's go with, um, let's go with audio cut number 44, go. I take an oath before God as enormously consequential. I knew from the outset that being tasked with judging the president, the leader of my own party, would be the most difficult decision I have ever faced. I was not wrong. The House managers presented evidence supporting their case, and the White House counsel disputed that case. In addition, the president's team presented three defenses. First, that there could be no impeachment without a statutory crime. Second, that the Biden's conduct justified the president's actions. And third, that the judgment of the president's actions should be left to the voters. Well, now, they presented a lot more than that, and Mitt Romney was sitting there the whole time. What they presented was also that the two articles of impeachment are unconstitutional. There's, there, there's no such thing, there's no such thing in, in, in the Constitution uh, as, as obstruction of Congress or abuse of power. You, you, you got to have treason, bribery, or high crimes and misdemeanors. And, and when you go back and look at the, uh, the language of our founders, high crimes, crimes are like felonies. Um, so the, the, the president's attorneys didn't just present their case. They eviscerated the Democrat House manager's case. And I don't believe you can sit there in good conscience and say that they didn't. All right, uh, cut number 45, Mitt Romney, go. 
Let me first address those three defenses. The historic meaning of the words high crimes and misdemeanors, uh -huh. the writings of the founders, and my own reasoned judgment convince me that a president can indeed commit acts against the public trust that are so egregious that while they are not statutory crimes, they would demand removal from office. To maintain that the lack of a codified and comprehensive list of all the outrageous acts that a president might conceivably commit renders Congress powerless to remove such a president defies reason. But still, but still, there's no high crime, there's no misdemeanor, there's no treason, there's no bribery. I, I, I got to tell you something. Mitt, if the arguments of Patrick Philbin and Alan Dershowitz and Jay Sekulow and Mr. Hirschman and, and Pam Bondi and, and, and all the rest were not enough to get through to you, there was no treason. There was no bribery, no high crimes or misdemeanors. I, I, I can't help you, man. I, I think you're impervious to external stimuli, if I may use that term, President Company. All right. Uh, more of uh, Mitt Romney and my eviscerating his contentions today coming up as the Mark Levin Show continues. Doc Washburn filling in from Little Rock. Again, you want to get into the conversation, 877-381-3811. More Mitt and Doc coming up. Mark Levin. You've heard me talk about the four pillars of education at Hillsdale College. Now, these four pillars or purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, have defined Hillsdale's mission since 1844. I'd like to focus on the first pillar, learning. Hillsdale understands, as America's founders did, that a proper education is essential to preserving free government. Among other things, young people must be taught about America's great heritage of liberty. They must be taught about how government works and the importance of the Constitution. And they must develop the skills to become useful citizens and the virtues required for self-government. Because so many high schools, colleges, and universities fall short in these areas today, Hillsdale has expanded its mission nationwide. For example, through its free online courses, its free monthly speech digest and primus, and the classical K-12 through charter schools it's helping to found coast-to-coast. -coast. Discover how you and your children can learn from Hillsdale College, too. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Doc Washburn from Little Rock, Arkansas. Mark's affiliate, Little Rock, uh, K-A-R-N, filling in for the great one on an historic evening, uh, the evening in which the president has been acquitted forever, no matter what the Democrats tell you. Uh, Mitt Romney, though, not even going to lie, fam. He's about to pluck my last nerve. You know what I'm saying? Mitt Romney, um, not a good guy. Not a good guy. And, and I'm going to play the rest of the cuts from what he said today, I'm going to eviscerate him to the best of my ability, and then we will take your calls at 877-381-3811. All right, uh, going back to uh, Mitt's uh, pitiful attempt to explain voting against the president, one of the articles of impeachment today, uh, cut 46, go. President's counsel also notes that Vice President Biden appeared to have a conflict of interest when he undertook an effort to remove the Ukrainian prosecutor general. Appeared. <clears throat> the president's counsel said that 
Vice President Biden appeared to have a conflict of interest. Wow. I, I never thought I would uh, nominate Mitt Romney for a Nobel Prize, but I think I'm going to nominate Mitt for a Nobel Prize for understatement. <laughs> and let me tell you something. That was pretty stiff competition for this Nobel Prize for understatement until Mitt Romney said that. Now I think he's head and shoulders above everybody. Biden appeared to have a conflict of interest trying to get the prosecutor general of Ukraine who wanted to look into this very, very corrupt company, allegedly, uh, that Joe Biden's son, uh, Hunter, was getting a million dollars a year from what we hear. That's a, an apparent co- conflict of interest. Man, I'll tell you what, man. I appreciate you giving uh, Joe some leeway there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mitt Romney, cut number 47. Go. If he knew of the exorbitant compensation his son was receiving from a company actually under investigation. If. The vice president should have recused himself. If. While ignoring a conflict of interest is not a crime, it is surely very wrong. With regards to Hunter Biden... Taking excessive advantage of his father's name is unsavory, but also not a crime. Given that in neither the case of the father nor the son was any evidence presented by the president's counsel that a crime had been committed, the president's insistence that they be investigated by the Ukrainians is hard to explain other than as a political pursuit. Okay, okay. Hunter uh, was on the board of NBNA when uh, the the big bank there, when uh, Joe Biden was uh, pushing uh, legislation they wanted in the Senate. He was on the board of of Amtrak uh, shortly after he got a law school right, uh, on the board of Burisma, although he had no, no experience with the energy or Ukraine or anything. But, of course, uh, Mitt says, well, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, obviously, there's no crime there. I mean, I mean, what are you, what are you kidding me? Joe, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, there, there couldn't be any crime there. I mean, no, it, I mean, it, this has got to be political. According to Mitt Romney, this has to be political. I mean, because he can't imagine there was any crime there and certainly doesn't want anybody uh, investigating that. Now, did anybody who ever worked for Mitt have anything to do with Ukraine or Burisma or anything? I'm trying to remember that. Maybe somebody help me out with that. More coming up amid Romney's pathetic display today. I'm Doc Washburn filling in for the great one on The Mark Levin Show. You've heard me talk about the four pillars of education at Hillsdale College. Now, these four pillars or purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, have defined Hillsdale's mission since 1844. I'd like to focus on the first pillar, learning. Hillsdale understands, as America's founders did, that a proper education is essential to preserving free government. Among other things, young people must be taught about America's great heritage of liberty. They must be taught about how government works and the importance of the Constitution. And they must develop the skills to become useful citizens and the virtues required for self-government. Because so many high schools, colleges, and universities fall short in these areas today, Hillsdale has expanded its mission nationwide. For example, through its free online courses, its free monthly speech digest and primus, and the classical K-12 through charter schools it's helping to found coast-to-coast. Discover how you and your children can learn from Hillsdale College, too. Go to LevinForHillsdale.com. 
cost of freedom is high, but this phone call is not. Call Mark Levin toll-free at 877-381-3811. Hey, this is Doc Washburn filling in for the great one on an historic night. Today was the day that President Trump, no matter what the Democrats want to tell you, was forever acquitted of two unconstitutional articles of impeachment in a a process that has been a sham from day one. And day one, by the way, was before the president was even inaugurated. And there's plenty out there about that. Now, um, just outraged. Outraged at, at, at Willard. Do you, do you mind if I call him by his real name, Willard Romney? Outraged at Mittens for going out there and acting like he had a peak of conscience. He just always oh, conscience said, oh, I just got to, I can't vote against the one article of impeachment, but I'm going to have to vote. I'm going to have to vote to to, uh, to convict. And you know how much I love President Trump. I'm willing Mitt Romney from Utah, but I can't. Uh... Oh, no. No, I know he doesn't sound like that. It's just having fun. Anyway, um, so what we're doing right now is is roasting Mitt. Madden's roasting on an open fire. Anyway, uh, metaphorically, metaphorically, metaphorically. Anyway, uh, let's go with uh, from his ridiculous announcement today. Cut number 48, go. There's no question in my mind that were their names not Biden, the president would never have done what he did. <clears throat> oh, I see. So, Mitt, we got to give you the benefit of the doubt. That you're doing this in good faith. We got to give you and all the Democrats benefit of the doubt that you all are following your conscience. But you got no doubt. You got no doubt that Donald J. Trump was so worried about a guy named Biden who can hardly put a sentence together about a guy named Biden who is in fourth place in the Iowa caucus there with 71% of the vote out. Yeah, he was so worried about Biden that he was going to risk being impeached <laughs> in a totally harmless call with the president of Ukraine. Mitt, I, I got to tell you, boy, um, I don't know. I don't know what color the sky is in the world you live in, Mitt. But I just want to know, do, do the ponies speak French in your world? I don't. All right. Um, let's see. Mitt Romney's pathetic explanation for voting against the president, the Constitution, and you and me, Americans, today. Cut number 49. Go. The defense argues that the Senate should leave the impeachment decision to the voters. <clears throat> While that logic is appealing to our democratic instincts, it is inconsistent with the Constitution's requirement that the Senate not the voters, try the president. Hamilton explained that the founders' decision to invest senators with this obligation rather than leave it to the voters was intended to minimize, to the extent possible, the partisan sentiments of the public at large. Really? Really? So Hamilton and everybody else who wrote the Federalist Papers, weren't at all concerned about the possibility of uh, partisan sentiments of members of Congress 
wanting to take out a president because of uh, policy disagreements. I, I, I seem to recall, Mitt, that uh, the president's attorneys quoted some different, some different parts of the writings of our founders than, than you just did. Okay? I mean, that's number one. Number two, none of the witnesses that the Democrats brought forth in the House were able to bolster their case that the president did anything wrong. You know, there's something called Occam's razor, and uh, what it means is usually the most reasonable explanation for something is the correct explanation. The most reasonable explanation to me of what Mitt is doing is he just hates Trump. He's part of the orange man bad cult. Unbelievable. All right, um, Mitt Romney, cut 50, go. So the verdict is ours to render under our Constitution. The people will judge us for how well and faithfully we fulfill our duty. The grave question the Constitution tasks senators to answer is whether the president committed an act so extreme and egregious that it rises to the level of a high crime and misdemeanor. And you know he didn't. You know he didn't. You know, it reminds me of the, uh, the old story, um, the, the, the joke about uh, the mother going to see her son um, when they're doing the, uh, the ceremony. He's getting out of boot camp, and everybody's marching, uh, you know, marching in, in formation, and she's wondering, since her son is marching one way and, and 150 guys marching the other way, wondering why the 150 guys are marching the wrong direction. Because little Johnny, of course, would not, would not march in the wrong direction. But, uh, but Mitt clearly is. Um, cut 51, go. The president asked a foreign government to investigate his political rival. Nope. Nope. Now, as a matter of fact, Rudy Giuliani was investigating Biden before Biden said, I'm going to run for president. That's number one. Number two, just like in the USA, when the wrong guy won, Trump, because the elites, the permanent class, wanted Hillary. Just like in the USA, when the wrong guy won, in the Ukraine, the wrong guy won, Zelensky the actual reformer, the actual guy who wanted to clean up the corruption. So what happened? Four days after Zelensky won the election for president, Biden announced he's going to run for president. And Hunter Biden, the same day, said, hey, I'm resigning from the board of Burisma. <laughs> Man, you're not this stupid, but you think we are. <laughs> I mean... The president wanted Ukraine to investigate his political rival. Yeah, because there was no corruption, right, Mitt? I mean, there's no corruption whatsoever. You know, I, I saw that, uh, that ABC TV interview with Hunter a couple of months ago. Amy, what was her name? Amy Roback? Would you have gotten uh, on this board or any board if your last name wasn't Biden? Well, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, no corruption, Mitt. No corruption. Unfreaking believable. Will the voters in Utah remember this? 
four and a half years from now? Because there, 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 there's no law in Utah saying you can recall a U.S. senator, number one. And number two, Romney's not for re-election until 2024. But I digress. Such is my won't. Uh, Mitt Romney, patheticness today. Is that a word? Patheticness? Uh, patheticity. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, cut number 52, go. The president withheld vital military funds from that government to press it to do so. Uh, fact check, no. No, that's not true. And you know it's not true. The record reflects the Ukrainians had no idea that military aid was being withheld. The record reflects that unlike under Obama who refused to give Ukraine military aid when Russia was attacking, invading eastern Ukraine. President Trump actually gave him the, the javelin missiles. Uh, did Mitt have an attack of conscience? Uh, did he stick up for the Ukrainians when Obama was refusing the military aid? I just, I, I don't recall anything. Maybe I missed it. All right, uh, Mitt Romney trying to justify the unjustifiable today, um, voting to convict the president on one of the articles of impeachment. Cut number 53, go. The president delayed funds for an American ally at war with Russian invaders. Again, right, President Obama. President Obama. President Trump got them the military aid got them the military aid in the designated time legally required by Congress. Outrageous, Willard. Willard, you, you don't mind if I call you Willard, do you? I know Mitt's the nickname. All right, uh, cut number 54, go. Was personal and political. Accordingly, the president is guilty of an appalling abuse of public trust. No, no. No, you're a guilty of appalling abuse of public public trust because what I believe you're doing today is very personal and very political. President Trump uh, said some mean stuff about you, Mitt. He said some mean stuff. And uh, so you're, you're trying to get back at him, aren't you? It's despicable as far as I'm concerned. All right, uh, cut number 55, Mitt Romney, go. What he did was not perfect. No, it was a flagrant assault on our electoral rights, our national security, and our fundamental values. Corrupting an election to keep oneself in office is perhaps the most abusive and destructive violation of one's oath of office that I can imagine. There's zero evidence for that, and you know it. I mean, I almost said, wait a minute, was that, was that Adam Schiff or a Republican? May as well have been uh, Jerry Nadler. Right? May as well have been Hakeem Jeffries. Right? You know, friends, there's a reason that we call people rhinos sometimes, Republicans name only. And uh, I, I give you, you know, <laughs> I give you example number one there. Good grief. Mitt Romney, cut number 56, go. In the last several weeks, I've received numerous calls and texts. Many demanded in their words that I stand with the team. I can assure you that that thought has been very much on my mind. You see, I support a great deal of what the president has done. 
I voted with him 80% of the time. But my promise before God to apply impartial justice required that I put my personal feelings and political biases aside. But that's exactly what you didn't do. This is all about your personal feelings. It's all about you being offended about what Trump said about you. I mean, if you can make outrageous claims that everybody knows aren't true, why can't I make a claim that I think probably is true? Unfreaking believable. Mitt Romney, uh, cut number 57, go. Were I to ignore the evidence that has been presented and disregard what I believe my oath and the Constitution demands of me for the sake of a partisan end, it would, I fear, expose my character to history's rebuke and the censure of my own conscience. The irony is that's what you just did. That's what you just did. What you just did is quite partisan and quite personal. Mitt Romney, cut number 58, go. I'm aware that there are people in my party and in my state who will strenuously disapprove of my decision. And in some quarters, I will be vehemently denounced. I'm sure to hear abuse from the president and his supporters. Does anyone seriously believe that I would consent to these consequences other than from an inescapable conviction that my oath before God demanded it of me? I certainly do. I certainly do. Donald Trump hurt your feelings. He harshed your mellow. Of course I do. But as thin-skinned as you are to Trump's insults, you think you're a thick-skinned big boy and you could take this. Okay, well, have fun with that. Have fun with that. We have a, uh, a few more sound bites from Mitt Romney today on the floor of the United States Senate trying to justify the unjustifiable, and then we'll be off and running to your calls at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show continues. Doc Washburn from Little Rock, Arkansas, filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. You've heard me talk about the four pillars of education at Hillsdale College. Now, these four pillars or purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, have defined Hillsdale's mission since 1844. I'd like to focus on the first pillar, learning. Hillsdale understands, as America's founders did, that a proper education is essential to preserving free government. Among other things, young people must be taught about America's great heritage of liberty. They must be taught about how government works and the importance of the Constitution. And they must develop the skills to become useful citizens and the virtues required for self-government. Because so many high schools, colleges, and universities fall short in these areas today, Hillsdale has expanded its mission nationwide. For example, through its free online courses, its free monthly speech digest and primus, and the classical K-12 through charter schools it's helping to found coast-to-coast. Discover how you and your children can learn from Hillsdale College, too. Go to levinforhillsdale.com. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, the Mark Levin Show. And we are going chapter and verse through Mitt Romney's pathetic 
attempted explanation for voting to convict the president on one of the articles of impeachment today. It's outrageous. Let's get right into it. Cut number 59, go. I sought to hear, sought to hear testimony from John Bolton, not only because I believed he could add context to the charges, but also because I hoped that what he might say could raise reasonable doubt and thus remove from me the awful obligation to vote for impeachment. Outrageous. Again, Bolton, John Bolton. If the House Democrats had wanted John Bolton, they should have had a vote to impeach and then, you know, had a vote to start the impeachment inquiry and then subpoena John Bolton, you know? And if the subpoena is legit, great. And if it's not, that's fine. The reasonable doubt is already there. It's, it's ridiculous. 18 witnesses, thousands of pages of documents, and uh, Willard, Romney, pretends like he needs more, an, another witness. Ridiculous. Uh, cut 60, go. Like each member of this deliberative body, I love our country. I believe that our Constitution was inspired by providence. <clears throat> I'm convinced that freedom itself is dependent on the strength and vitality of our national character. As it is with each senator... My vote is an act of conviction. Wait, wait, wait. You think Bernie Sanders and Liz Warren love this country and their vote is an act of conviction? I mean, Bernie Sanders is a communist and Liz Warren uh, would rather climb a tree and tell a lie than stand on the, the ground and tell the truth. But but everybody, everybody is just uh, pure as the driven snow in the U.S. Senate, according to Willard Romney. Unbelievable. Cut 60. Go. We've come to different conclusions, fellow senators. But I trust we have all followed the dictates of our conscience. That's outrageous. You know, you know there are people in there that don't have a clean conscience. You can't be that naive. Let's do one more cut. Cut number 61, go. I acknowledge that my verdict will not remove the president from office. The results of this Senate court will in fact be appealed to a higher court, the judgment of the American people. Voters will make the final decision, just as the president's lawyers have implored. My vote will likely be in the minority in the Senate. Yeah, likely. Unbelievable. Mr. Producer, we have time for one more cut? No, we don't. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Look, we've heard enough from Mitt Romney, and we have a full slate of calls And I want to hear from the callers at the start of hour number two. And I appreciate your patience. 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn from Little Rock filling in for the great one on the Mark Levin Show. Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, Doc Washburn. Doc Washburn filling in for Mark Levin from KARN, Mark's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas. We spent most of hour number one going through what Mitt Romney said today to try to justify voting against the President of the United States on one of the two unconstitutional articles of impeachment. And it was outrageous. It was despicable. It was beneath contempt. 
And that's my take. But now it's time to get your take. And I appreciate people waiting through hour number one, waiting through the mendacity of Willard Romney. Mendacity is a, a word I learned in college. There was a professor that if you uh, turned in a paper and there was a lot of BS, he, would, he had this stamp that had the word mendacity, which is a polite word so you don't have to, you know, say the other word. There was a lot of mendacity with, uh, with Mitt Romney today. All right, 877-381-3811, of course, is the number to call. And let's go with uh, caller number four, Kurt in Salt Lake City, Utah. Kurt, you're on the, the, on the uh, Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn filling in. What do you think? Kurt, are, are you there? Oh, there you are. Now I hear you. Yes, yes, indeed. Loud and clear, sir. Go right All ahead. Right. Awesome. Well, hey, uh, first, just let you know I'm trying to get over this nauseous feeling having to listen to Romney once again. Um, but I, I'm from Utah, and right. I'll tell you, you made, you made a comment that there is no, no law as of right now right. that can, can allow us to recall, but there has been a bill introduced now. Yeah, uh, Tim, Tim Quinn, Tim Quinn of Heber City, uh, state rep there. I saw uh, a couple of weeks ago he introduced a bill. But th- here's the question, Kurt, because I don't know. I've never been to Utah. I'm on the outside looking in. Do you think you have a chance to actually get that bill passed that would allow your state legislature to, uh, to recall a United States senator? I believe we do. The sentiment right now back home is one of disgust. Oh, good. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, Trump, Trump has much higher ratings than Mitt Romney, and that's a complete turnaround from a couple years ago. Yeah, because I know uh, Mitt had a kind of a, a conservative challenger in the Republican primary and was running for Senate, and, uh, and he just, you know, he, he smoked the challenger. So I, I didn't know if things had changed here uh, since then, but, but obviously... Um, you know, voting to convict the president on a ridiculous article of impeachment today uh, has gotten the attention of some folks in Utah. Absolutely. It just goes to show Mitt truly does have Schiff for brains. Adam Schiff for brains. Yes, we have, we have to be very careful with the Fs, don't we? Yes, that's why I said it slowly. <laughs> well, um, Kurt, and- I can't, can't tell you how much I appreciate your discretion. <laughs> yes. And one more little tidbit from sure, sure. from what I'm hearing yeah. is Mitt had a special guest uh, to the uh, uh, State of the Union, Uh-oh. which was the governor of Utah. So I think there might be a little bit of uh, sneaky, underhanded play going on here where, you know, Mitt might think he's safe if they try to pass it. You know, maybe the governor's going to try to veto it. I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, you know what? I should know. I shouldn't have to ask. Do you have a uh, Democrat governor uh, currently? Nope. Republican no. Okay, governor, Ga- governor Herbert. Gary Herbert is is a is a Republican. Um, yes. But that's weird. That's weird that that because you would think that Governor Herbert wouldn't be too crazy about Mitt. Uh, you know, voting to convict the the, the president. I, I don't know much about him other than, like you say, he's a Republican. Um, uh, Mike Lee, uh, your other United States senator, clearly disagrees with Mitt, but went out there on Twitter yesterday um, 
basically uh, defending Mitch Honor and saying, hey, you know, we disagree on some stuff, but he's a good guy, et cetera, et cetera. And I think he got a lot of pushback, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just speculation on my part. Plus, there's a huge petition going around, uh, you know, to, to demand that uh, Mitt be removed. Oh, good. So, good. Yeah, the, the public is outraged, and they're, they're speaking loud and clear. But like I say, they they got to pass a law through the legislature and got to get Governor Herbert to uh, to sign it, and, and that's something the rest of the country, I think, is going to be watching closely. Kurt, great call, brother. I appreciate it th- very much from uh, Salt Lake City, Utah there, uh, listening on the on the XM Sirius. Um, let's go with uh, another call from uh, Utah. Isaac is listening on uh, Sirius XM there in Vernal, Utah. Isaac, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up? Oh, hey, how we doing, Doc? Um, the guy before said it perfectly. He okay. uh, made me laugh, shift for brains. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, we say it slowly with a with a big old F in there, yes. Yeah, we make got to make sure there's an F in there because... Well, you know, you know at, at one point I'm listening to Romney, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought you were a Republican. You sound like Adam Schiff. I mean, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's a, Romney is a snake in the grass. He is a piece of shift. He is, he needs to be gone. If I could take him out of office two well, days. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Isaac, uh, what you probably ought to do is find out who your state representative is, find out who your state senator is there in Utah and say, hey, uh, this this bill, this bill uh, that uh, State Representative Tim Quinn of Heber City brought up to give us the option, to give us a legal option to recall a, um, a United States uh, senator, I would appreciate it if you would sponsor that and, and, and try to get a vote on it. I I have called. I have. Uh, oh, you already have. I have called and I have greatly like told them like this needs to happen. Yeah, I believe yeah. it should be that way in every state, so that they can just take people like Pelosi's. And when people get upset, take them out. They're yeah. there for us. Yeah, American people. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, uh, Isaac. Great call, brother. Thank you very much. God bless you. Have a great day. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know how many people know this. Well, Mark Levin's audience is pretty sharp, so I'm sure that a lot of you do. But um, the founders intended for the state legislatures to be able to recall United States senators if they were no longer representing the best interests of the state. And unfortunately, unfortunately, that was done away with. That was done away with. What was it? um, I'm trying to remember. Was it the, was it the 17th Amendment? I believe it was the 17th Amendment. Uh, Back in uh, 1913. And so now there's the popular vote, and you've got to wait six years, and a lot of states don't have a mechanism to recall United States Senator. But if Mitt Romney had done what he had done, you know, if somebody like him had done what he had done before 1913, and the majority of the state legislature was like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you're off the rails, they could have recalled him just like that, just like that. Um, but that power was taken away 
when the 17th Amendment was, uh, uh, became law in, in 1913. And that was a, a big mistake. Big mistake. All right, uh, let's see. Who can we go to next? Um, oh, Jeff in Chantilly, Virginia, listening on the great WMAL, Washington, D.C. Uh, Jeff, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washington filling in. What's up? Hey, Doc. Great job filling in for Mark tonight. Um, Thank you. Thank I you. just wanted to say I understand the Democrats voting the way they did today to, to uh, convict because it's political or they either had a, something held over their head by Schumer to make sure. them do it. Sure, sure. Uh, it angers me to the core what Romney did, and here's why. Because if you stipulate just what the, de- what, the, what the defense even stipulated as facts, for Romney to reach the conclusion that he did, all you have to do is look at the transcript of the phone, which he said once he brought up Biden's name, that was all that it took for him to make that connection. Yeah. And for me, even though the president is doing this to ask for help in weeding out corruption as a valid part of our foreign policy— yeah. He is then divining, and I'm talking Romney here, he's divining by his own mind some ESP or something, that that's right. the reason the president did it. And, oh, by the way, even then you have to say that that raises to a level of, of importance to overturn uh, an election by the people. So for me, that shows me that either Mitt Romney is an imbecile or he's a liar. And for that reason, even though you can't get him out of the Senate, he should be ejected from the Republican Party for that reason alone. And a lot of people have been calling for that today. Um, as a matter of fact, I think Donald Trump Jr. said he should be drummed out of the Republican uh, caucus. But, yeah, you know, one of the things I noticed, Jeff, is that uh, Mitt kept on saying, look, you know, I hope you'll give me the benefit of the doubt, and, 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 and all of all 100 United States senators have voted in their conscience, and we all want what's best for the country. But Donald Trump, oh, not him. No, this had yeah. to be political. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's outrageous, and it's hypocritical. And yeah. uh, I believe he's taking one for the team, and, and for the team, I'm not talking about America. Not talking about the Constitution, not talking about the people who elected uh, President Trump or the Republican Party. He's taking one for the team. I'm talking about the elite, the deep state, and it's outrageous. Jeff, I appreciate your call, man. Thank you very much. More of your calls coming up at 877-381-3811. Are you as upset as I am that Mitt Romney voted in favor of one of the articles of impeachment today? Or... Do you think, hey, I'm glad he did? Because I know, I know, I know. When, when you're on almost 400 radio stations, as Mark Levin is, we have some libs out there. And, uh, and we always appreciate you listening and calling in also. 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show continues with Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. in for the great one, Mark Levin. I'm with uh, Mark's affiliate KARN in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I've got uh, sunshine on a cloudy day with my girl. Man, I love Mark Levin's bumper music. Okay, so we spent hour one drilling down into exactly what Willard Romney, otherwise known as Mitt, said today about how his conscience dictated he just had to vote against the president, just had to vote to convict the president on one of the uh, sham articles of impeachment. And I provided you 
with my play-by-play on why Mitt was ridiculous in everything that he was asserting. And and then we started off this hour with some callers, and, and we're gonna, about to get ready to go to some more callers at 877-381-3811. Uh, but just a little over a half hour ago, President Donald J. Trump himself went on Twitter and retweeted a 60-second expose on Mitt Romney, which is on fire. Mr. Producer, uh, let's go with it. Very stealthy. Mitt Romney had us fooled. Being in uh, Donald Trump's magnificent hotel and having his endorsement is a delight. Posing as a Republican, he tried to infiltrate Trump's administration as Secretary of State. President Trump is the very man who can lead us to that better future. Now his cover's blown, exposed by news reports as a Democrat's secret asset. I can't believe you're going to lose. Yeah. Barack Obama will be re-elected president of the United States. Plan B, plan C, plan D are now gone. And so you start looking at the Romney math and you're saying, well then, what's plan E? Tears in a gloomy atmosphere as supporters left the convention center in Boston following Romney's concession speech. That was a race, I have to say, folks, that should have been won. I wouldn't call anything encouraging for Hillary Clinton at the moment, to be honest with you, my friend. Hillary Clinton has called Donald Trump to concede the race. President of the United States of America, Donald Trump. Wow. But you know what? Donald Trump was right. That is a race that Mitt Romney should have won. I, I've always believed this. If the election had been held after the first debate between Mitt Romney and Barack Obama, Mitt Romney would have won. He took Barama's, Barack Obama's head off in the first debate. Then in debate number two, Candy Crowley, CNN, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a wrestling match, a pro wrestling match, you know, where, uh, where the manager for the bad guy beats the good guy over the head with a chair while the referee's not looking, except Candy Crowley was supposed to be the referee, but was playing the part of the manager of the bad guy. And just, you know, just laid into uh, Mitt Romney, just uh, threw the thing for Barack Obama. But then debate number three, Mitt Romney himself threw it for Barack Obama. He spends an hour and a half in debate number three saying, well, actually, I'm, I'm a lot like Barack Obama. Yeah, we're, we have a lot in common. So what is your average independent voter out there supposed to do but think, well, I mean, if I wanted Obama, just vote for Obama. I don't, I don't need Obama light. Mitt Romney laid down for debate number three. It, it was like he didn't want to win. Uh, I've been, look, I've been hearing a lot of conservatives out there today saying that Mitt Romney is very upset. He didn't get elected president. He's taken it out on Donald Trump. I disagree politely with a lot of conservative commentators out there whose IQs are probably a lot higher than mine. I don't think it has anything to do with Mitt Romney being upset that Barack Obama beat him in 2012. I think he took that with grace and equanimity. I think he was resigned to that before election night. I think he's upset because of some things that President Trump said about him. And I think he's taken it out on the country. He's taking it out on the president. He's taking it out on the Constitution. And it's outrageous. He's saying, oh, you know, I, I, I couldn't let my, my personal feelings. No, no. It's all about your personal feelings. It's ridiculous to me. Ridiculous to me. All right, so. 
After the, uh, after the bottom of the hour news break on your local station, we're going to be taking a lot of calls at 877-381-3811. And, you know, if you think I'm wrong, if you think Romney did the right thing, feel free to call in. Feel free to call in. But tonight, already, everybody has been saying, no, no, Romney did the wrong thing. We've had a couple of calls from his home state of Utah. Well, I say that's his home state. Is it Utah or Massachusetts? I don't know. He can't make up his mind. Had a couple of callers from Utah saying we've got to get rid of this guy. And I hope they do. And you can quote me on that. I'm Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. The Mark Levin Show will continue coming up. Simply the smartest man on radio. And you can call him 877-381-3811. All right, Doc Washburn from KARN. Mark Levin's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, filling in for the great one. And uh, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you, it's just, it's just so ridiculous trying to listen to Willard Romney, Mitt, and take him seriously. And the great James Hassan over there on uh, Twitter put it so succinctly. He said, I wonder if any of the same journalists praising Romney to the heavens right now realize that the way they smeared him in 2012 is partly what enabled the rise of Trump. A swath of the Republican Party watched a guy run, get smeared and lose, and they concluded punching back was necessary in 2016. Well... There you go. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Um, Because most of the liberal mainstream media doesn't seem to have that kind of uh, self-reflection, self-awareness. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, a great point. A great point. Okay, um, 877-381-3811 is the number to call to get on the Mark Levin Show in case you're just tuning in. We spent the whole first hour going through piece by piece the assertions that Mitt Romney made today on why he just felt like he was duty-bound to vote to convict the President of the United States on one of two totally fraudulent, totally unconstitutional articles of impeachment, but not in Mitt's mind. Not in Mitt's mind. Mitt wants you to give him and the other 99 senators the benefit of the doubt that they all have a clean conscience and they're all trying to do this and they all love the country, but he's not willing to give that to the President. Outrageous. Outrageous. All right. Um, let's see. Who do we want to go with? Let's go with um, Ken and Rocky Pony, New York, listening to the great WABC. Ken, what you got? Hey, Rocky Doc, Point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. Thanks for taking my call. So two things. I think we can amalgamate Adam Schiff and Mitt Romney's names to Schiff Mitt, you know, uh, Schmidt head right now, first of all. <laughs> and second, second, this is the big thing. I, I, think, I think what Romney's doing is very obvious. He's trying yeah. to position himself as a guy who can reach across the aisle, make the hard decisions, position himself for a run, potentially, for the next election. You know, because the Republicans really don't have anybody who's a standout outside of Trump. So I think he's looking forward to the future. Hey, I can work with the other side. I can make the hard decisions, blah, blah, blah. I mean... I think it's pretty obvious, as well as... His- well, yeah, he, he may be trying to, but, you know, um, 
I think the Republicans have uh, have quite a bench myself. You know, when I look at guys like the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, uh, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina. I mean, I could go on and on. I think they're this uh, Josh Hawley guy in, in Missouri or Tom Cotton out of Arkansas. I, I think I think there are a lot of guys out there that would do a great job carrying on the conservative legacy of what this president is doing after eight years. I mean, now, now, Ken, you, you, you're probably right that Mitt doesn't look at it that way. But what do you think? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know about, you know, much about those guys you mentioned to me. I mean, okay. Romney, All right. he's, got name, he's, got, he's got name recognition, and I think right. it's a big thing these days. You know, he's yeah. probably got some packing, and if he can get some support from the other side of the aisle somehow, you know, that's looking it, you know. Because who do the Democrats have? I mean, in four years, do we think they're going to have anybody else? No, but I mean, no, wait a minute. Wait a, let me make sure I understand. Are, are you suggesting that he might want to become a Democrat? No, no, not at all. But I think that he can say when the time comes that, listen, guys, you know, I can work with both sides. I, I'm not necessarily yeah. Republican. You know, I might, uh, you know, I might, I might wear both coats. Uh, you know, and the country is going to be looking for healing at that point. We are now, but uh, you know, we're really desperate for that. We need somebody to. We do need somebody in the middle to bring us together. I think he's a smart guy. I don't guy. know. I don't that. know. Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking he's looking to position. Well, himself. he he might think that. He might think that. And, and I appreciate you, uh, Ken. Rocky Point. Uh, uh, good good call there uh, from 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 New York. But I, I don't think the country's looking for healing. I think you're going to see uh, uh, Donald Trump take uh, more states this time than he took last last time. He could take forty or more. I think the country is looking for more of what they're getting with this president, which is an unprecedented booming economy and we're going to go through some of the state of the union points uh at the at the beginning of hour number three well i mean what do we need to heal from you know historically low unemployment anyway um all right eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one uh let's go with earl in mobile alabama listening to the mark levin show on uh sirius xm earl you got doc washburn filling in for mark what do you think Hey, Doc, how you doing? Hey, um, I'm going to take a different point. I'm glad Romney voted to quit. Uh, to, you know, I'm glad he voted like that and Doug Jones. So you fared him out now. So now the true colors are shown. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you, I mean, go ahead because you can't depend on nobody. And, um, you know, it would have been easy for them to win along and voted against, you know, voted for to not impeach. And then you always got to wonder, well, we can't use that against them. And they, they're still in, a, they're still in a, their seats. But I believe we're going to use this against them to get them out next election. I know Doug Jones is on borrowed time. Yeah. Now, for my listeners listening in the other 49 states, uh, Doug Jones uh, is a Democrat United States senator who got elected uh, to fill out the rest of Jeff, Sess- Jeff Sessions' term when Jeff left to be uh, attorney general for the president. And uh, the only way he got elected was uh, – uh, you know, Roy Moore was a candidate that a lot of people, you know, had some questions about, didn't want to vote for. Uh, but whoever gets a Republican nomination, whether it's uh, Jeff Sessions this time or somebody else this time around, is is going to sink, um, you know, uh, Doug Jones. There's no question about it. And I, I just figured, you know, Doug Jones, in, in trying to figure it out, he, he's thinking, well, probably not going to get reelected anyway. I'm definitely not going to get reelected um, if I vote to convict uh, but then if I vote to acquit Trump, 
then, you know, Antifa might violently attack me. So that's probably that's probably his calculation. But you got a good point there, Earl, and I appreciate your call from Mobile. Thank you. Um, at least now we know that uh, Mitt Romney is, is a backstabbing kind of guy. You know, and, and maybe he is thinking, well, I'll run in 2024 and I'm 77 years old. But uh, what are people going to think? Oh, yeah, that's a guy that stabbed Trump in the back. Oh, yeah, that's a guy that, that laid down and, and let Obama have another four years. That's messed up. It's messed up. All right, 877-381-3811. Uh, let me go with a Gary in New York City listening on the great 77 WABC. Gary, what you got? First of all, good evening, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, with Romney, the old adage, uh, for every action is a reaction. And yeah. whether it be Massachusetts or Utah, I think he will rule the day that he made this decision. Yeah. And it will come back and bite him in the butt. Yeah, I, I, it, it has to, because what I felt like my duty was, Gary, tonight, and I appreciate your call, was to just go point by point through everything that Romney said and just knock down uh, each, each straw man that he put up, because it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. All right, uh, let me try Andrea from my old stomping grounds, Destin, Florida. I used to be uh, on the air down there in the Fort Walter Beach, Destin area, and the, uh, the Panama City area. Andrea, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What do you think? Hi, good evening, Doc. Hey. I am blown apart. I was, I've never been so angry with a, a Republican, especially a senator who was once our nominee for the presidency. Yeah. You know, back when he ran, I thought he was Guy Smiley, the Muppet from the Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. I, I never, remember. never had an in- instinct, a gut instinct that he was a good guy. Mm. But I voted for him. And, you know, he only used his moralizing to defend himself. It was so disgusting. If I were a Utah resident, I would be blowing up his office. I would be campaigning against him. Yeah. Yeah, the, the bad looking thing is new, that... Looking for... I know it's... How many years left? Well, 2024, but there is a state representative over there who has introduced a bill in the legislature to try to give residents of Utah the option of recalling a United States senator. So that could change things. They don't have that law right... Yeah, they don't have the law right now, but they're gonna they're gonna try to get it. Andrew, a great call. Good to hear from my old uh, old uh, territory there in the Panhandle of Florida. All right, eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Let me go. Boy, a lot of calls from New York tonight. I love this. Judy from Brooklyn. Uh, listen to the great WABC. You're on the Mark Levin show. Doc Washburn filling in. What you got, Judy? Yeah, I'm really very angry when I heard about Romney. I got to tell you something. This rat. Romney, or I don't know if he's the mother of all snakes, either or. He yeah. is full of BS, and he knows it himself. At this yeah. point, after, after three, four years, with so many facts out there, and everyone, you know, with everything, we all know the truth, and so does he. And I think he's going to boost uh, President Trump's polls even higher, and I think this is going to boomerang and bite him right where you know where. I mean, yeah. he's really made a fool of himself. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't agree more, Judy, and, and God bless you. Thank you so much for your call. Yeah, no, he, he really did make a fool of himself, and I tried to, to highlight that the, the, best, the best that I could. 
Um, let me take another call from Brooklyn. Uh, Jimmy in, in Brooklyn, you are on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washington filling in. What do you think? Uh, I think uh, Romney's on the wrong side, worse than people imagine. Russia has nuclear <laughs> missiles aimed at us. Red China has nuclear missiles aimed at us. They're helping Iran develop nuclear missiles and uh, nuclear bombs. The drug cartels are killing us with drugs. You've got terror groups who want to destroy America. Yeah. So the same group that has nuclear missiles aimed at us or our enemy, that's the same group that wants to get Trump out, and Romney joins them. He doesn't realize it. Romney's on the side of people who are aiming nuclear missiles at us. Yeah, you know, when you, when you mention it that way, I mean, he laid down for Obama, right? And then the Obama does the Iran nuke deal, gives them billions. Uh, Obama's Secretary of State, John Kerry, and Obama... Both admitted, yeah, well, we know some of this money is, of course, going to go uh, to Iran funding terrorist groups to attack Americans. But, oh, well, you know, that's just the price you got to pay for the Iran nuke deal. I, I, I don't remember hearing Romney, uh, you know, using his, his great bully pulpit of this, this wonderful conscience kind of guy to come down on the Iran nuke deal uh, like like a ton of bricks, like uh, you know, my senator from from Arkansas, Tom Cotton, did. It, it's outrageous to me. And I don't you know? remember the Democrats warning about Russia when it was the Soviets. Now, supposedly, they're no longer Soviets. Now, the Democrats are worried about them. Yeah, that's well. You know, I mean, that was all the 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 Russia collusion hoax, which uh, the Inspector General's report just blew up, and Mueller's report blew up, despite his best intentions. You know, he got to find something here. Nope, couldn't find anything. Took thirty five million dollars in almost two years, but no, that's that was just a hoax. They're grasping at straws. You know, Je- I'm Je- I'm sorry, Jimmy. What'd you say? I have one last thing. In Russian history, in communist history, they write about and brag about. They did several fake collapses in their history. And they also did several fake flips uh, where people were splits, splits. My mouth is dry. So the Democrats, this is a fake split. The Democrats have always, the, the, the radical Marxist Democrats now who are coming out of the open, They've been aligned with the Soviet movement, the communist movement, for decades. Now they fake like they're really splitting from Russia and turning it around that we're threatening them by we're colluding with Russia. It's a fake split. Yeah. No, you're right, Jamie. Great call, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. God bless you. All right. Uh, the Doc Washburn Show continues. At the top of, uh, of hour number three, we've got to actually get into some of the sound bites from the State of the Union address because it was just magnificent last night. Uh, President Trump did the best State of the Union address I've ever heard. I was in tears on several uh, parts of it. It was just amazing. And, and I wonder, I wonder what it was. What accomplishments that were highlighted in the State of Union address that Mitt Romney didn't like, that the Democrats didn't like because they refused to clap for? It was amazing. That's coming up at the, uh, at the start of Hour 3. Your calls in the meantime at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show continues with Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one from KARN, Mark's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas. 
I got to tell you something. I got to give a, a shout out. I got to give some props to uh, United States Senator Tom Tillis from North Carolina. Remember how Nancy Pelosi tore up the article, the tore up the uh, the president's speech last night? Well, Tom Tillis has a 16-second video out there on Twitter. I guess it's probably on Facebook, too. Looking at the camera, holding up the articles of impeachment so you can see what it is, and then tears it up and just looks in the camera like, what are you going to do about it? Hey, hey, what are you going to do about it, eh? (laughs) That's just... Tom Tillis is a badass. Uh, That's just phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right, 877-381-3811. Let's uh, grab a call here. Um, let's, uh, go to Ryan, uh, listening on WABC from, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Manahawken, New Jersey. Did I say it right? Correct. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. What do you think? All right. Quickly, Romney, first of all, folks, you got to know this is, his name, real name is Wilded. That's what I've always called him because he's, he is what he, he's jealous that Trump is president. Romney has what's called, he still has the fire in the belly to be president. He's so jealous of Trump, he'll do anything. He thinks he's currying favor with the liberal media by doing this. He's yeah. finished politically, nationally. Yeah. But here's the thing. This was the big mistake the first two years with Trump. The Republican establishment, the, whatever they call them, the no-Trumpers and stuff, they told Trump, listen, you've got to have a foreign policy victory. Listen, so they, put, they had to pump somebody up, so they got the Pillsbury dumpling out in North Korea and made him waste his time with that junk instead of going directly down to the border with the big-time military and really settled the score down there. They lost the house, and now they're having a field day right now on him and stuff. And you're going to have a, fun, a, a real fun election period here. president's going to say what he wants. But if he loses, forget about all the other stuff, he loses the immigration issue, he could lose the election. But remember, the Pillsbury Dumpling, the, the Republican establishment guys got him to do that. It was a big waste of time. I, I, I appreciate your call, Ryan. Th- thank you. I, I, I thought that was Trump's idea. Trump, uh, Trump plans things long range. Trump plans things long range. And I don't think, well, let me put it this way. Rudy Giuliani went on with Laura Ingram on Fox News two or three months ago, said we set the Ukraine trap and the Democrats walked right into it. What does that mean? Because now Rudy's back saying, hey, I got evidence of a lot of corruption, a lot of crimes being committed over there. Would he would this would this work if Trump had not been impeached? I believe Trump is playing four dimensional chess. I honest to goodness believe that. All right, uh, we're going to have a lot for the State of the Union address and more calls coming up at the top of Hour 3, 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn in for the great one, Mark Levin. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, this is Doc Washburn filling in for the great one from Mark Levin's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, K-A-R-N. You know, i got to tell you something. Watching... The brilliant State of the Union address last night. And it's the best State of the Union address I've ever heard from, from this president or anybody else. It was amazing. And, and there were a number of uh, moments after he got past talking about how wonderful the economy is and, and how many things 
this administration has accomplished and how much he's accomplished as president. There are a number of moments that are kind of like tear-jerking moments. Um, I'm not even going to lie, fam. There, there were a few times I got pretty misty, you know, uh, when he had the, uh, the widow of the gentleman who gave his life for this country in Afghanistan and her 13-year-old son. Or when he had the uh, the uh, the wife and kids of the fellow that uh, the president maneuvered it to to surprise when he came back from the war. Or the uh, the mom and the daughter, the little girl who got to take advantage of school choice. Uh, for that matter. Uh, Melania giving the great Rush Limbaugh the uh, presidential medal there. And, and, and by the way, um, you know, Rush is certainly in our thoughts and prayers uh, and Catherine and the whole family and um, Bo Snurdly, all of them. Much love, much love. I mean, w- without Rush, I, you know, I, I don't know... He's the guy who created the talk radio format. He's the reason we all have jobs. So much love uh, and prayers going out to Rush and, and the whole crew there, and, and God bless you. We, we love you, Rush. But I, I wonder, I wonder, so many of the wonderful things that President Trump said last night about how wonderful things are going in this country. And you see so many of the Democrats, senators and representatives, just sitting on their hands, just would not applaud. And and yet, Mitt Romney today said they they all want what's best. They all love this country, and they all have a clear conscience, clean conscience. They're just trying to do the right thing according to their conscience. Well, if that's the case, why weren't they applauding that things are getting so much better in this country? You know, I I said it earlier. I said it at the, I think, the start of the first hour, and we're in hour three now. Mitt Romney, I don't know what color the sky is in the world you live in. Because over here in the real world, it's different. All right. Let's give some credit where it's due. And we'll get some calls eventually at 877-381-3811. But we got to give a little love to uh, President Donald J. Trump, who has done so much better than so many of us could have imagined. Uh, let's go to the State of the Union audio. Uh, cut number one, go. Three years ago, we launched the great American comeback. Tonight, I stand before you to share the incredible results. Jobs are booming, incomes are soaring, poverty is plummeting, crime is falling, confidence is surging, and our country is thriving and highly respected again. All right, so so you got Democrats just sitting there staring at him. You know? What part of that is bad? Well, if you're part of the party that wants government bigger, 
freedom smaller and more and more people depending on you instead of making their own way in the world, I guess it's all bad, right? Yeah, Chuck Schumer out there t- uh, just condemning President Trump's State of Union address last night. It was so partisan. You're Nancy Pelosi tearing it up, tearing up the speech. I mean, you hate to say that apparently what's good for America is bad for the Democrat Party, but I don't know how you come to a different conclusion than that. And I saw the Rasmussen poll the other day that said Trump's approval numbers with black voters went from 21% a year ago to 42% now. And i got to tell you something. The last 40 years, Republican presidential nominee with the highest total of the black vote was 40 years ago, Ronald Reagan, 14%. And people like Schumer and Pelosi and all the rest of them know that if Trump were to get 20% of the black vote, it's going to be a landslide across the country. Well, what if it's more? What if it's more? I, I just I just want to know what what part of the State of the Union address did you not like, Mint? What was it that led you to vote to convict this president on a ridiculous article of impeachment? Let's go with the State of the Union cut number two. Go. America's enemies are on the run. America's fortunes are on the rise, and America's future is blazing bright. The years of economic decay are over. America's enemies on the run. Yeah, I don't think uh, Ilhan Omar, Democrat representative from uh, Minnesota, or Rashida Tlaib, Democrat representative from Michigan, or Alexandria Occasional Cortex, Democrat representative from uh, New York City. I don't think they uh, applauded that. But that's good news if America's enemies are on the run. That's really good news. Wonderful, wonderful State of the Union address last night. President Trump cut three. Go. The days of our country being used, taken advantage of, and even scorned by other nations are long behind us. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people have been really surprised at what a great job this president has done with his economy and with his foreign policy, for that matter. You remember when uh, not just the liberals, but some Republicans were very concerned that Trump gave the okay to take out Soleimani the guy behind the murders of so many American service members for decades. Oh, Trump's trying to start World War III with Iran. And here we are. No World War III. Forgive me, forgive me if I'm giving the president the benefit of the doubt that he seems to know what he's doing. And there are people who didn't vote for him last time because they weren't sure, because they used to say a lot of liberal stuff. 
that are going to be elbowing other people out of the way on November 3rd, Tuesday, November 3rd, to vote to reelect this man. I guarantee you that. He's going to take some states he didn't take last time. All right, State of the Union address last night, cut number four, go. Don, to the broken promises, jobless recoveries, tired platitudes, and constant excuses for the depletion of American wealth, power, and prestige. In just three short years, we have shattered the mentality of American decline, and we have rejected the downsizing of Americans' destiny. We have totally rejected the downsizing. We're moving forward at a pace that was unimaginable just a short time ago, and we are never, ever going back. Yes. I'm old enough to remember the previous president saying, oh, no, those jobs aren't coming back. Uh, What does Donald Trump plan to do? Wave a magic wand? Well, Barack, I guess he must have. Because the jobs are coming back in spades, man. They're coming back in a way that you could not have imagined. And that's the truth. And you know it is. More coming up from an amazing State of the Union address last night with President Donald J. Trump and your calls at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show continues. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, on this historic night out of uh, Mark's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, K-A-R-N. And we've been talking the first couple hours about how crazy Mitt Romney is. Just crazy. For voting against the president, one of the ridiculous articles of impeachment, and for saying that everyone, all his fellow senators, love this country. And they're doing what their conscience says. And they just want the best. But, but, we cannot give the president the same benefit of the doubt. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he did a horrible thing going after his political opponent as if Joe Biden was ever, was ever a legitimate opponent to this president. Uh, Mitt, I don't don't know how to tell you, buddy, but uh, the Iowa caucus stuff, uh, (laughs) 71% of it at least, uh, doesn't look too good for Joe. 
Don't look too good. I, I want to know why the Democrats were sitting on their hands for the amazing achievements that this president went through chapter and verse on last night in the best State of the Union address I've ever seen. Um, cut number five, go. I am thrilled to report to you tonight that our economy is the best it has ever been. Our military is completely rebuilt with its power being unmatched anywhere in the world, and it's not even close. Our borders are secure. Our families are flourishing. Our values are renewed. Our pride is restored. And for all of these reasons, I say to the people of our great country and to the members of Congress, the state of our union is stronger than ever before. Yeah, see, you, you got guys, you got guys like uh, James Clyburn in the Democrat leadership in the U.S. House just shaking his head at stuff like that. I guess, I guess, again, the only conclusion I can come to is what's good for America is bad for the Democrat Party. All right, uh, amazing State of the Union last night, President Trump. Cut six, go. The vision I will lay out this evening demonstrates how we are building the world's most prosperous and inclusive society, one where every citizen can join in America's unparalleled success and where every community can take part in America's extraordinary rise. From the instant I took office, I moved rapidly to revive the U.S. economy, slashing a record number of job-killing regulations, enacting historic and record-setting tax cuts, and fighting for fair and reciprocal trade agreements. You know, I'm reminded about something there when he was talking about wanting to make it so that all Americans could, could enjoy the prosperity. I'm reminded of the year 2000 when Texas Governor George W. Bush was running for president against Vice President Al Gore. And I was watching C-SPAN for some reason. And they were interviewing a gentleman who was the president of the National Black Small, Small Business Owners Association. I don't remember the exact title of it, but that's, that was what the association was. And he says, I'm a Democrat, but I'm going to vote for George W. Bush for president here in year 2000. And the guy from C-SPAN was, well, why is that? Well, I'm a Democrat, but we reached out to Al Gore, and I'm the president of this national association of black small business owners. And, and Vice President Gore didn't want to meet with me. But Governor George W. Bush did want to meet with me and talk about the policies that he wanted to put into effect to make it easier for folks like me to own their own businesses, and that's why I'm voting for George W. Bush. And I'm like, wow. Is it still like that? Because President Trump was highlighting historically low unemployment last night for black folks and for even for even young black folks. And you see so many Democrats out there, senators and representatives sitting on their hands. Not applauding. Yeah, look, I'm not the sharpest knife in the firm, and I'm not the brightest bulb in the drawer. But I did a little bit of math, you know? All right, stay the union. Cut seven. Go. 
Our agenda is relentlessly pro-worker, pro-family, pro-growth, and most of all, pro-American. Exactly. Exactly. And you have Democrat members of Congress out there going, "Uh uh-uh, not for me. Get out of here with that pro-American stuff. Unfreaking believable. Cut number eight. Go. We are advancing with unbridled optimism and lifting our citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed very, very high. Since my election, we have created 7 million new jobs, 5 million more than government experts projected during the previous administration. See, call me crazy, but I think that's a good thing, which is why I can never be a Democrat, you know? More people working? More people taking home a paycheck? I mean, if if you don't like that idea, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And and, and if you're a liberal out there, because I know plenty of liberals listen to the Mark Levin show too, and you want to call in and tell us what's wrong with that, (laughs) jump on in. The water's warm. 877-381-3811. And if you've been holding for quite a while, we will get to your calls right after your bottom of the hour news break on your local Mark Levin affiliate radio stations. I'm Doc Washburn at a Little Rock filling in for the great one as the Mark Levin show continues. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one from Little Rock, Arkansas. You know, this is something fascinating. Most of the folks who know about Mark Levin listen to the radio show and also watch Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox News Channel, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock Eastern, on Sunday night. But every once in a while, you run into somebody who listens to the radio show but hasn't ever seen the Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox News Channel. Or, as was my case, the first time I was going to fill in for Mr. Levin last summer, I was telling an elderly member of the church 
that I belong to in Little Rock. I am going to be filling in for Mark Levin. And so her frame of reference was Life, Liberty, and Levin, a Fox News channel. She didn't even know Mark was on, on the radio. She said, I love these these hour-long conversations he has with these people. They're so thought-provoking and, and just so wonderful. And he's so reserved and so calm and just has such a wonderful demeanor. And I said, he sure, sure does. He sure does. Now, now, you need to listen to him on the radio and see the other side where he gets more animated. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yes, you're really missing. You're really missing. You got to listen to him on the radio, too. So I say all that to say this. Um, Coming up, even though Mark is off tonight, Thursday night and Friday, he'll be back Monday on the radio. But we have a brand new Life, Liberty, and Levin coming on at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, Sunday night, Fox News Channel. The guest will be Randy Barnett. Now, if you don't know who he is, he's a professor of legal theory at Georgetown, where he teaches constitutional law, contracts, and legal theory. He has argued successfully before the United States Supreme Court. I don't know exactly what they're going to be talking about Sunday night, but I wouldn't be surprised if the impeachment comes up. It's going to be fascinating, as all Life, Liberty, and Levin episodes are. And there's another thing, too. They repeat Life, Liberty, and Levin the next Saturday night. And so if you missed... Mark's conversation with Walter Williams from last Sunday night, you can catch it Saturday night at Fox News Channel. And um, it was just amazing, just amazing. Um, Mark Levin's conversation with uh, the self-described tall, dark, and handsome uh, Dr. Walter Williams from last Saturday night. All right, so Mitt Romney has lost his ever-loving mind. Uh, by voting to convict the President of the United States on one of the ridiculous articles of impeachment today. He, he strains our credulity, saying, well, I hope everybody will give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm not willing to give the President. And, and, and all the senators, we all of America, and we're all doing this because our conscience dictates. And he wraps himself in his religion. Well, I got this, this, this oath to God. And that's why I got to... Vote to convict the president because there's no way, there's no way he wanted Ukraine to look into corruption for any other reason than politics. I'm like, dude, Bill Clinton signed a treaty into law in 1999 requiring the United States president and the Ukraine president to cooperate with each other on investigating and prosecuting corruption in Ukraine. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. That's why I wish there was a quid pro quo. Because that would show that President Trump is not just interested in investigating corruption in Ukraine, but is actually actually willing to go to, to uh, to the limit of saying, hey, I'm going to follow this treaty that Bill Clinton, our old buddy, signed into law back in 1999, you've got to investigate corruption in Ukraine. You know? And I take you back. I take you back to what Alan Dershowitz said the other day in the well of the Senate. He said, if some Democrat gets elected president and tells the Prime Minister of Israel 
hey, you're not getting the foreign aid until you stop building the settlements over there. You're going to impeach him over that quid pro quo? Huh? Ridiculous. I'm telling you, ridiculous. Anyway, so we finally got to some of this wonderful State of the Union. Last night, Democrats sitting on their hands as President Trump is talking about this wonderful, wonderful successes that we've had economically, low unemployment, more people working, taking home a paycheck. And I'll say it again. I said before, I guess what's good for America is bad for the Democrat Party. It's outrageous. 877-381-3811. Lines are jammed. Every time I change callers, one will open up for you to try to get through. Let's go with Brian in Studio City, California, listening to the great AM870, The Answer. Brian, you're on The Levin Show with Doc Washburn filling in. What do you think? Hi, Dick. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm yes, sir. hoping that in the next Nancy Pelosi uh press conference that somebody asks her or reminds her that her prayers that she's been praying so hard for the president, they're actually working for the president. I mean, he, over the last week, he's had a lot of victories with, uh, you know, <laughs> the wonderful State of the Union last night. You know, <laughs> he was acquitted today, you know, no, no, no witnesses, all that kind of stuff. They're actually being answered, and she should be reminded of that, and she should yes. continue praying for Mr. President. Absolutely. Brian, as a wise man once said, I like the cut of your jib, young man. That's fantastic. Great call, Brian. God bless you. Thank you. And let's go with uh, Brent in L.A., also listening to the great AM870, The Answer. Brent, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What you got? Hello, Doc Washburn. Yes, sir. Yes, I was thinking, in the past 24 hours, our country has witnessed a dramatic and a breathtaking contrast between the highest nobility of American character in President Trump and Rush Limbaugh and the Tuskegee Airmen and yes. others, and the lowest ignobility of Mitt Romney and Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and their mob. And you were searching for a name. What do we call him or they? And I was going over names and names and thinking, what about Judas? Wow. They consider themselves religious people. Wow. And, and, and I think they've just lost the respect of all men and the admiration of all women in their life. And that's their punishment for now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Brent, I can't, I can't argue with a, with a word of it, brother. Thank you very much. God bless you. Appreciate your call, man. Yeah, that's one that I left out. What a, what a poignant moment. Uh, President Trump giving honor to the Tuskegee Airmen, I think the only one surviving, 100 years old, and some of the Democrats couldn't even, couldn't even applaud for that. Couldn't even applaud for this wonderful uh, black veteran from World War II when, you know, before, before the military was desegregated by President Truman. And you can't even applaud for that. My goodness. My goodness. I want to go to uh, Kathy in Somerset, New York, listening on uh, Sirius XM. Kathy, you're on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn filling in. What you got? I, I think that our Mitt Romney's had it, and I am disgusted with him and the rest of the turncoats. Um, I think they've sealed their fate. I think they've uh, ushered President Trump right into office. And I uh, was very happy to hear President Trump mention our sad state of New York. 
I'm on my way to Tennessee. As soon as I get my farm sold, I can't handle the politics in this state anymore. You know, Kathy, and, and, and a lot of people outside of New York don't know what's going on, but this bail reform law that passed January 1st, they are arresting people for violent crimes and then immediately letting them go with no bail. And how about uh, our great uh, Erie County in Buffalo, New York, which I'm not too far away from, yeah. giving illegals uh, licenses and not even letting the ICE agents be able to check the DMV's um, records. And we've got a great uh, Mickey Kearns uh, uh, DMV, you know, uh, you know, chairman or whatever, and he is uh, – trying to sue the state. I mean, this state's insane. I'm, I'm on my it way is. out yeah. as I can help. No, and I don't blame you, Kathy, and, and God bless you, and you're going to love Tennessee, and thank you for your call. And then the Mayor de Blasio there in, in New York, um, dovetailing with the, the bail reform law, my understanding is a lot of these people they are having to let out because of the state law that was passed, uh, apparently to try to you know, coax them into showing up for the court date, Hey, I'll give you this gift card, that gift card. How about some tickets to see a Mets game? It's crazy. It's crazy. And then and then the, the big unreported crime about New York City that the rest of the country has no idea about is all the, the violent attacks on Jewish folks in New York City. And you have people like, uh, I hope I say, I'm saying his name right, Dove Heikend, uh former... Um, state legislator there and, and the leader of a large Jewish organization in New York City saying that um, Governor Cuomo and, and Mayor de Blasio, you're not doing anything about this. You know, you have people being attacked because they're Jewish and uh, you're not doing anything about this. You're going in the wrong direction on this. We're going to try to hold you accountable. And, and God bless them. I, I hope they do hold them accountable. All right, uh, let me go to Bob in New York City listening on the great 77 WABC. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What you got, Bob? Hey, Doc, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you, know, you mentioned that uh, Romney um, came to the conclusion that uh, Trump, that, that the only reason that Trump um, could uh, wanted to investigate because of political or personal reasons. And he yeah, laid it's, out it's, his- it's inconceivable to Romney there's any other reason, yes. Right, but right, but he came to that conclusion. He explained how he did it, which was completely faulty. He said he went out and he said Joe Biden did this, Hunter Biden did that, and it was poor judgment, a conflict of interest, but that's not a crime. And therefore, he concluded that because it's not a crime, that it's impossible that that could be a reason why Trump would want to investigate, which is ridiculous. <laughs> if you're if you're a cop on if you're a cop standing on a block and you notice a bank robbery yep. uh, a block away, you see a guy yep. running by with a ski mask. And a yep. bag of money. Yep. And you say, well, a ski mask is legal. You can wear a ski mask and you sure. can run. That's Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And no problem carrying money. So sure. No reason to investigate. Right, right. Because just because there's smoke, uh, I'm convinced there's no uh, there's no fire because, you know, a fine upstanding guy like uh, like Joe Biden. I mean, there's no way in the world. There's no way in the world they actually uh, commit any crimes over there, right? I mean, with, with, with Hunter Biden taking a million dollars with no experience, we know the whole story. Yeah. The bottom line is reasonable suspicion is what is what is what causes a police officer to go into your car and take a look around. He's got reasonable suspicion. 
Yeah. If, if Romney disagrees with Trump that there was reasonable uh, suspicion over here with regard to the whole Biden Verisma story, that's yeah. his prerogative. But that disagreement it does not give him the, the authority, the ability, or I don't know what you would call it, but yeah. to actually impeach a president, turn over an election because he disagrees about whether it's this outrageous. is reasonable suspicion? Doesn't it's make outrageous. Any sense no, it doesn't make any sense. Bob, great call from New York City. I appreciate that. Speaking of Biden, um, uh, Biden was asked about the whole situation um, of, of, of Romney deciding that Trump was wrong looking into the uh, apparent conflict of interest there in Ukraine and, and Biden had some some unusual an unusual take on it um, uh, mr. producer let's go with uh, cut number 64 go and by the way you know I sit on the stand and it get hot I got a lot of I got hairy legs Uh-oh. that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun oh no and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool Yikes. I rubbed my leg down Ow. so it was straight and then watch the hair oh. come back up again. Oy. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about oh. kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved <laughs> kids jumping on my lap. Why, why, do you, why do you think Biden is in fourth place there in the Iowa caucus? <laughs> oh, that's just old Joe. <laughs> Um, I got to pull myself together. Um, it's the uh, Mark Levin show. Uh, Doc Washburn, the great honor of filling in for the uh, the great one on such an historic evening, and more is coming up straight ahead. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong. And I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one on this historic night in which the president of the United States, regardless of what Pelosi, Schumer, anybody else says, is acquitted forever. I like the way that sounds. Almost sound like the, the, that space ghost dropped there, right? What was it? <laughs> Don't do something or I'll hurt you. I love, I love when I hear the voice of space ghost, but that's a whole other show. All right, a, let's see, 877-381-3811. Uh, let me go with uh, with Ruth in Summers Point, New Jersey. Listen to the great WABC. Ruth, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What you got? Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, regarding the speech last night, I thought it was great. 
regarding the tearing up of the speech was disgusting and childish. And there is something else that Nancy Pelosi, I believe, should have thought about. That speech was handed to her by the president to be part of the record of the House of Representatives. She didn't tear up her personal speech. She tore up the speech that belonged to the House of Representatives. Yeah, I I believe it's against the law to destroy official government records, and I believe that's what she did. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. Well, I hope she'll be held accountable. Um, Let's see, which one of us needs to call Attorney General William Barr on that? Um, Well, (laughs) perhaps someone... He's a very busy man these days. I, I know. Oh, my goodness, I can't wait till John Durham's... Uh, revelations come out uh, late spring, early summer, but that's a whole other show, too. Ruth, great call. God bless you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, let me go with um, Tom in Glendora, California. Listen to the great AM870, The Answer. Tom, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn, fill in. What you got? Hey, Doc, you are doing a great job filling in for the great one. Well, I appreciate it. I wish we had more time. We could have about 30 seconds. Now, go for it. Two quick points in 30 seconds. All we needed in this impeachment circus was a few live kangaroos. That's number one. (laughs) Number two, I thank you, Nancy Pelosi. You so disgraced the Democrat Party and proved what real selfish partisans you are. Your egregious, unbelievable disrespect that you showed by tearing up that beautiful speech, probably the best uh, State of the Union address ever by President Trump. You've helped to reelect the best president we've had. You've helped there you to go. off socialism. Thank you, Nancy. All right. Thank you, Tom, for being the last caller. Appreciate you. Yeah, a kangaroo court. All right. I'm Doc Washburn. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Such an honor. Thank you so much to the great one, Mike Levin, for allowing me to fill in once again. See you next time. Thank you.